if you guide them and give them a strategy on how to really maximize the conversation that they want to have uh, with their audience, you start to become this trusted advisor instead of just an order taker, you know, more of a, a long-term partner than a person who just executes or presses the red button that we so love. This is the Engage Video Marketing Podcast, helping you engage your ideal audience to action through online video. I'll be bringing you the absolute best in the world of video marketing, content creation, storytelling, and marketing strategy, as together we grow to dominate online video and build profitable businesses. I'm your host, Ben Amos. Now let's get on with the show. Well, g'day and welcome back to the Engage Video Marketing Podcast, where we dive deep into the world of effective video marketing to attract your tribe and, importantly, grow your business. Now, today's show, episode 77, I'm joined by Dennis Abad, video producer, now video strategist, based out of Manila in the Philippines. And through the interview today, we're going to go on a bit of a journey with Dennis as we unpack his story and his transition from being a video producer to now considering himself a video strategist. Now, if you know my story, you'll hear some parallels here as Dennis shares with us some of those key turning points in his work, which really emphasise to him the importance of implementing video more strategically and not just creating video for video's sake. Now, those key turning points I too felt over five years ago, and that kicked off my own journey to grow from video producer to video strategist. And I know for you, the listener, if you're creating videos for your clients, then you'll be feeling this too. So let me go on a little bit of a rant here because I feel really strongly about this, that too many businesses are doing video the wrong way. That is, they're doing video for video's sake. They're creating content. They're creating lots of content in some cases, but in many cases when they don't have a clear strategy behind what they're doing, the potential for video to fall flat, to fail to return on the video investment, so to speak, is just too high. And I see it again and again and again. People are creating great video, beautiful video, investing good money in video, but there's a clear, element missing and that element in many cases is the strategic planning behind the video and the strategic implementation and distribution of that video in order to ensure that video actually gets seen by the right people to move them to take the right action. So quite simply doing video without a clear strategy which aligns to your audience and therefore to a business's goals is just doing that business a disservice. So this is why I wanted to bring Dennis on the show today, to share with you his insight into the importance of video strategy, and in particular, how he sees it applying in his home country, the Philippines, today. Now, along with Jeff, who you heard from last week in episode 76, and it's an interesting episode, you should go back and have a listen to it if you haven't. Um, along with Jeff, Dennis was one of my small group online video strategy blueprint bootcamp members in 2018. And as you probably know, I'm very soon opening the doors to the full online video strategy blueprint course, which for me, this has been a three year journey to bring all of this together for you. So I'm super excited for that. And we'll share more about that towards the end of this interview. But for now, 
I'm stoked to introduce you to Dennis Abad, actually also known as Shodan, but we'll get into that too. So here we go. All right, Dennis Abad, welcome to the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. It's, uh, it's awesome to have you here. And I did introduce you as Dennis, but some people know you as Shodan. Um, so, hey, before we get into hearing a bit about your backstory and what led you into the world of video production and video strategy, can you explain more about is your name Shodan or is your name Dennis? I'm confused. <laughs> thanks, Ben. Thanks for having me here on the podcast. I'm, I'm really actually, you know, stoked that I'm here because I've been following you for quite some time now and I didn't really think that I, I could be on here because of, you know, here in the Philippines, video marketing isn't really that much of a thing yet, but still I'm excited. And my name is Dennis and Shodan uh, online because of a, a joke in college because <laughs> in one of our classes there were actually three of us called Dennis and I needed to find a way to make my name different so that when people addressed us they would know that I would be the one who would answer or it would be another Dennis to answer so um, Dennis is actually like it's in Spanish it's Densho and it became Shodan because I just inverted it and there's no mysticism around it it's nothing like uh a Japanese name, but funny enough, because people were asking me if I was Japanese, I actually just, you know, went ahead and learned Japanese so that it would be easier for me to, you know, <laughs> have a conversation starter. So that that's what my name is right now. So there you, you can go. Talk. You're, you're becoming Shodan piece yeah. by piece. <laughs> that's very cool. Look, um, I did introduce you a little bit in the, um, in the introduction to the show there, but for our listeners today, can you tell us a little bit more about your backstory? What led you into the world of video production and strategy and, and where you are today? Oh, thanks. That's a great question, Ben. Uh, I came from corporate world. I was actually a valve engineer uh, back in 2004, 2005. But was what led me to videography and subsequently now into video strategy was that as I was sent to my trainings in, in, a, you know, in Europe and other places, actually had the time to get a camera and, you know, it, it starts for a, like a lot of people inside of the video industry, usually doesn't start off like you were meant to be a videographer, you were meant to be a filmmaker. It's usually some other path that you came from. So in my, in my case, I, I got to own a camera and, pe you know, I got to practice while I was traveling, you know, getting in the sites and, also just documenting everything like I had crappy videos back then, but people started to notice that, you know, they were actually just going up to me and just asking me how much would you charge for this event, for this kind of uh, shoot. And I was like, wait, what you, you can, <laughs> you can actually just, you know, people give you money for this. So they didn't even ask me if I was a professional, just straight up and ask me for my rates. So I started dabbling with it over the weekends and then I finally went as a full-time filmmaker in 2012. And in that time, I actually did a lot of weddings, a lot of corporate videos and actually fell in love more with documentaries and, and working with NGOs and, you know, commissioned stuff. So that when we were, you know, our clients came up to us, especially in 2013, remember that, that big typhoon uh, internationally, it's called Haiyan. Here in the Philippines, we call it Yolanda, and it was obviously one of the biggest typhoons that ever hit the country. And one of our clients, actually, we were working on a documentary called uh, 
ACC Coast. So it's a it's an adaptation for climate change in coastal areas project, where the German government actually granted um, scientists, you know, sums of money so they could conduct research for you know climate change uh, uh, adaptation techniques. I was actually underwater when when the big typhoon hit, and when when that material came out, so I produced it and. Um, the clients were really happy with it. They actually thought that it was the end of it. So even if we, you know, spent almost a year making that that series, when it came out online, it was it was sort of very sad because nobody actually, you know. So we produce it. They didn't have the infrastructure to actually make the video reach the, the amount of people that it could have reached because you know they were just patting themselves on the back. Hey, good job, man. Good job. This goes to a report, you know, our funding, it means that, okay, uh, yeah. your funding went to the right places and that's it. So it was sort of a, for me as a person from the Philippines and as a person who was deeply affected by, by climate change myself, like in our, in our region here, um, I knew that the, the material in the video would have helped a lot more people only if my clients knew what to do with how to reach more and you know make more impact out of those, that, that series. So I started learning then video marketing. You know how to how to properly connect with audiences and online platforms. So that's when I started seeking out more mentors. You know, learning online and generally getting my my feet wet with with video marketing and strategy. And that takes me here today, where after a few years of of teaching, because I also co-founded a videography school in the Philippines to help more Filipinos become actual business people, like not just filmmakers, because the art of, of filmmaking, it's, uh, you know, as creatives, we always think that our work should speak for itself, but we know that it's not, <laughs> it's far yeah. from true. <laughs> we have to really also put ourselves out there, put our, you know, material in front of the right people, get the, the attention online so that we can drive more business and, and, you know, grow our own businesses in turn. But a lot of, a lot of creatives, they come into it with the passion for creating, not exactly with, with the business mindset that you should attach with this, this kind of work that we do. Right. So, yeah. And that's where I find myself now is that I want to be able to also uh, actively affect more Filipinos to think about how they can help their clients better by making the material that they make more, you know, widespread and helping them scale their, their budgets with, with the amount of reach that they can do online, be it through cold traffic or be it through, you know, whatever type of platform they use, LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, all of those things. And and that's why, yeah, that's why I'm here. And that's why I'm uh, learning under the, program that you actually develop then. Yeah. yeah, awesome. Well, thanks for that story there, Dennis, because um, I think what's really interesting when you talk about that documentary project that you made that the NGO invested, you know, good money into um, and had an important message to tell, but what you saw straight away was that without a clear strategy behind it, it was potentially wasted time and wasted money and, and that frustrated you. 
because it was a message that needed to get out there. So, you know, I think that's a, a really interesting inception into that idea of the importance of video strategy. And we're going to get deeper into, I want to talk more about your approach to video strategy and, and what you're doing with that now um, in a moment. But what I want to do, first of all, is just talk about what you think potentially has kind of encouraged this change in our industry because you did talk about their creatives or video producers. They historically, you know, we would be focused on creating content on the creative process of producing video. But where do you think that this, uh, this shift is, is starting to take place or has taken place? And, and what do you think's behind that? Oh, you mean the changes that are happening, right? That, that brought about this kind of new thinking. Well, yeah. For 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 me personally, it's it's because of there's so much things that are happening online, so much noise around us that that you know pretends to be actual content, but it's actually noise <laughs> that's yeah. flying around, and people are actually getting into uh, the business of self-publishing with almost zero barriers to entry. So it's like um, if you have a cell phone, if you have a good good smartphone these days you have you literally have your own channel and you have your own tv stations so, so you sort of think about it like that and you start to realize that whoa people are just going to contribute to to more noise and and businesses should also know that if you're just centered on on creating stuff without thinking about how to really strategize uh for your business specific to your industry, then, then you're going to lose because everybody's going to have the same thing. Like because of how easy it is for people to adapt new technology. Like before, remember when drones used to be a hard thing to do and like people, some people actually use this as a crutch for their business to actually be viable. And now it's no longer the case. Like nobody yeah. can actually charge a lot of money when it used to be so much more, you know, just for a drone shot, like anybody can take a drone shot now. So literally you, you cannot rely on just technology alone for your business to stand up, you know, because yep. it's, it's like everybody can share that kind of thing. So it's just a money thing. It's just a matter of investing on it. Right. So I think people are more aware that uh, because of these trends, like people are starting to think globally, like almost the same way, like, if you see a travel video now, like you've probably seen it like a thousand times before. So you're sort of like yeah. thinking like, okay, uh, maybe we need to be more strategic about what we, we have to do as a business. So maybe as creatives also, one of the things that can differentiate or you know, have a standout to our audience is that we know how to help them really scale up the value that we produce. So it's not just the impact of creating the video now and having made it a splash online, but it's actually so much more than that. So you can actually build up on the assets that you have online. So you stack them up over time and they help you or your client develop a sort of an influence or, a, you know, it stacks up on them like okay, they get they get their clients coming up to them. Oh, I, I love your stuff because you know that you know, you're really focused on this. You're teaching us stuff and you're a resource for us. And when, when we are now ready to buy, we're always thinking of you, you're top of mind because we remember your stuff over other stuff that 
you know, is a noise online. So yeah, yeah I, I hope, I hope I sort of made sense, Ben. Yeah, no, absolutely made sense. And, um, you know, what you're really talking about there is is the importance of strategy behind video content because when it is strategic, you can see how all the pieces fit together and that's what you're talking about there, I think, is the idea of, you know, not just creating one piece of content, which is, uh, I guess, really designed to serve yourself as a business, which is like, hey, look how good we are, stick that out there, beautiful piece of video, maybe whack in a few drone shots there. Um, you know, you've got this nice looking piece of video content, but it's serving the business, right? Whereas what you're talking about when good strategy is at play, it's about serving the customer. It's about serving the audience. And if you've got the audience at the top of mind, when it comes to that strategy, you can think, how can I reach them with multiple pieces of video content to become their favorite, you know? So that competition is kind of doesn't exist when you are your audience's favorite choice, you know? Um, yes. I think that's what you're kind of getting at. Yeah. You're more eloquent than me in that respect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, man. Hey, you mentioned before uh, part of your mission is to kind of impact the world of um, video producers or, or video creators in, in the Philippines uh, and try to help them better their businesses and grow in the work they're doing for their clients as well through video strategy. So can you give us for, for listeners who are not in the Philippines, um, can you give us a bit of a background or an understanding of, where the world of online video and, and video for business currently is at here in 2019, the start of 2019 in the Philippines? Um, as far as I see it in my point of view here, right in Manila, because it's sort of a lot of the things are happening from Manila. Most of video marketing is really right now in the hands of the big studios who happen to be just sort of slap it on as an add on service like oh you want video marketing okay we have a facebook guy and that's 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 it <laughs> so are you referring just to interrupt there are you referring to mm -hmm. the big video production companies or the big digital marketing or marketing agencies the agencies or, both so so they're like yeah. uh, usually a lot of them are just owned by a few people so it's like uh this person who has this big ad agency also owns the the big film you know, the commercial agency okay. where they make a lot of the, of the, the big ads for, for brands here, but the small businesses here actually don't operate in that space where they can uh, have enough sort of clout to impact smaller businesses. So it's always a lot of what I, what I see is that smaller businesses rarely get into video marketing because of the notion that they can't afford it or you know, they, they don't really see video as part of their strategy yet in their marketing mix because of, you know, uh, of obviously e economics, there are, you know, the pricing differences here, what might be expensive in the Philippines is not so expensive in other economies, right? But uh, thinking in the framework of uh, Philippines, video tends to be sort of cheaper here, but people are also, you know, they're spoiled because of, of of filmmakers here, like let's say in the in the wedding industry, Jason Banwa, other people who are like making great stuff, and for for the amount of money that they're doing it, so that a lot of customers they actually come into a project with a lot of assumptions about what they want to see and what they want their videos to be. But they're also again we need to educate them on how how a budget can really go so far, and also what they can really do with their content and their strategy and 
their niche. So, you know, you always have to think about where they are right now, what the competition is, what their customer journey is like for their own clients so that when you, you know, give them the big picture, you know, you, you can show people that, oh, okay, that's how it works. That's how we need to strategize. So here in the Philippines, the, the typical outlook of a small business is boost Facebook ads. <laughs> and yeah. if they have a video, they just boost it. That's a typical outlook for businesses. And the typical outlook for video outfits, like if you are a, a small production house where you serve corporate clients or you create videos for their events, it's usually just that. So you're just actively chasing the sale. You're chasing the sale for the shoot. And if they boost it, you don't really have a say. You don't really have a, that connection where there's this person who's a filmmaker who knows about story and knows how to affect emotion, send that emotion through film and also do the business side, like, you know, help them connect with the proper audience, like the proper people to connect with that video and a proper demo to actually make it uh, a fit. So um, that's the sort of the thing that I see because it's, it's like really just dominated by the big, the big players right now. So um, I'm hoping to see a lot more uh, people offering video services with strategy, you know, or just, you know, strategy in general. So that's, yeah. that's the thing. More serialized planning, you know, like uh, you uh, know those brands where like they create mini stories for video and then and they build up over time. And then when you look at it, it's like, whoa, this this person is really on top of mind. Like, like the bubblegum commercial in Japan, like this long bubblegum, like ridiculous premise really, but they're just creating these things, but people are remembering them and remembering them. And then when they see it in stores or when they see it on, on TV or whatever, actually just buy the product. So yeah, I'm looking yeah. to have more businesses realize long-term strategies over the Facebook boost or the, you know, the basic advertising models that we do here. Yeah. I love that obviously. And, and obviously you, you're really talking my language there because that <laughs> is, is clearly at the heart of why I strongly feel that video producers need to become video strategists as well. And, I, and where I see the power in that is that they're able to, like you said there, it's almost like they're able to, you know, seriously differentiate from those bigger agencies, which they're probably never going to compete with anyway, because the, the smaller, the medium businesses who are, you know, not even in the realm of, of those larger agencies, they are still needing content produced. And who are they going to work with? The video producer who says, I can make a video for you or the video strategist who says, I can use video to actually get the result that you need in your business. And, and I think you recognize there the importance of, of choosing the latter option there and, and changing your business model in a way to, to suit that. So that's, that's awesome. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah. If I may uh, sort of uh, interrupt you there, Ben. And yeah, one thing that resonated with me a lot when you were uh, in your podcast was that the fact that, you know, people, it's it really true. Like when you say that people come up to you because they want to make a video because they saw their competitor have a video online and that's it. It's, it's also very true here. Like, it's like, that's the most common email that we get. Like I get like, Dennis, how much for this video? And then they're asking it as if it were just 
like a carton of milk. <laughs> like yeah. how much would like you make, make me one like that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, like give me a video, like that's it. So of course it's not their fault because, you know, you need to educate them about how video really works. Right. So that's why if you were a video producer and you were answering these kinds of questions, um, you sort of have a feeling that you're an order taker, <laughs> like, like a person at a McDonald's, right? So that need a video, here's a video. But if you sort of guide them and give them a strategy on how to really maximize uh, what they want to say or the, the conversation that they want to have uh, with their, with their uh, audience, you sort of become this trusted advisor instead of just an order taker, you know, more of a, a long-term partner than a person who just executes or presses the red button that we so love. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, so that, that's, that's a distinction that as a producer, it actually gives you more long-term benefits, right? For the, our, you know, for your revenue and your, your margins, you know, because you're getting to work with brands longer term, that actually increases your chances of making it as opposed to just, being an order taker in the sea of order takers and having a video like this with no impact whatsoever, instead of setting up a plan where you can really see and track your progress, you know, it would in terms, in terms of, because we can do that right now, obviously with, with metrics, with, um, ads, you know, tracking campaign, all of those things. And it's just a shame if you're not able to leverage that technology with, your storytelling because obviously we we have an edge with the storytelling aspect but we don't have uh an automatic grasp of what it means to do business in a very noisy attention star um, global economy so yeah <laughs> yeah i love that well said uh, possibly putting you on the spot a little bit here, Dennis, but, and I know you recognize that you're, you're, you know, on, on the journey, you're, you're perhaps early in the journey to becoming a video strategist from a video production background. But I know that you, you are working with clients and having conversations with clients in this way. So can I put you on the spot and potentially can you share a, a story or an idea of a client that you've maybe worked with and helped them start to think more strategically about the videos that they were initially wanting to create? Do you have any good business oh, yeah. case studies you can share? We actually have, I have clients here who have been doing business in a traditional sense. So they actually sell power tools to like construction tools to the Filipino uh, market here. So like, you know, Makita, DeWalt, those, those big power tools that you see at home uh, and yeah. also in construction sites. And they were having this problem with how they could connect with their audience because this business is a third generation business, right? So the, the dad and the granddad, you know, they sort of founded the business together and, Right now, I'm talking to the grandson. So it's like the yeah, three generations. Yeah. yeah. He's starting to think about digital things, but he's actually mired in traditional uh, things that have been set up by his, his, obviously, his family, right? It's a family business. So their pain point right now is actually um, going up against other suppliers who 
who start, are starting to leverage online advertising and videos with with the brand and they're they're starting to feel the pain even if even if they're starting to advertise now so they have the budget for for that but they're struggling to connect with their audience and we're actually coming up with uh with a plan to sort of like create a youtube channel and serialize that to maybe create a show around home improvement or generally just teaching about construction tools and not selling so basically you can find the links in there at the bottom of the video or maybe lead up to a landing page where you can learn more about their products but it's essentially all just about about sharing with the community and making them the online authority in the philippines for construction tools which nobody else has actually done and yeah even at the the onset so we, we're just actually starting to produce that series of videos uh, we're actually seeing uh, a great response because we tested a few, like a pilot for, for that. And they're actually just showing people how to properly care for tools, how to properly pick tools. So when you, when we sort of like how to choose the best drill, it, they're comparing their, their brands with the other brands. So sort of like, you know, product placement in a, in a sort of sneaky way <laughs> but it's actually a smart way because you're comparing them and you're seeing these different products online without being like uh, uh, combative with other brands so you're just simply showing them and, and we have another influencer it's like a, a construction guy like you know a home improvement guy it's going to do that so that there's not so much like uh, a branded thing like coming from from this client so yeah, uh, they're seeing the benefits of that long term because um, in the in the FGDs that came out, they're they're actually very positive with the, the impact. So, like uh, a lot of home repair or a lot of construction things here in the Philippines, they're not really nobody actually creates videos that are serialized like that. Yet. Yeah, unlike what I see in Australia, like in, in this YouTube channel where it's just satisfying to watch like this person who has. Who sells water filters? Yeah, okay. <laughs> he sells, and then all he does is really just teach people how to use, how to install, how to maintain, how to clean, how to you know uh, get the most out of their water filter system. <laughs> yeah, but but because it's just you know expertly shot, it it lasts online, so it's not a perishable type of content where uh, like Facebook, you know, it evaporates into the newsfeed, like it it dissolves into the other. But these are like a few years old, but the, the videos are just so expert to produce that you, you know, you're still learning. And even if I'm not a, a part of the market and I have no way of actually buying it, it's, it's satisfying to watch because, you know, some people are just so like, they like people seeing people cleaning stuff or they like seeing people dismantle and put it back together, you know, those kinds of things. So just, just like, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I want to be able to do that for this client of mine. So yeah, we're we're we have that impact. So, and another uh, another another client is in the direct response um, field. So we were actually trying to raise some funds, a significant amount of money for for one of the children who had biliary atresia. She she was one year old, almost one year old, and her liver needed to be like literally just operated on and. We did not have enough funds. So sort of the freelancers, the online influencers in Manila got together 
and they put up online courses for people to take. And I was the person involved in marketing that. So we were actually able to, you know, get it viral and people signed up and we were able to, to reach the goal. So the kid survived. So it was really a big, uh, you know, feel good moment for us. But, but for me, it was a great case study because uh, we were marketing the video properly. So we had the, the perfect offer for people who wanted to become online freelancers in the Philippines. And we had this set of uh, influencers who had the material to teach them and we needed them to connect. We needed them to actually jive, right? So the offer to the market and video, obviously, you know this because video is the fastest way to convert somebody to believe or to buy into something without being pushy, you know, or you can be pushy and, but, but, you know, you can do it in such a way that you can convince them or you can guide them to that decision. Uh, with the proper video storytelling techniques. And it so happens that yeah, we were able to use the method on Facebook where we combined it with chatbots to increase lead generation. And we added a viral you know, mechanism to it so that if people liked the video and they shared it, it automatically just showed up on people's news feeds for like, well, like a, lot of, a lot of times so that uh, by the time that the project was launched, people were ready to buy. And yeah, we were able to raise it enough in time to save the baby. So that was something that, yeah, we, we as a group are really proud of. Before we go too much further, I, I think it's worth for our listeners un, unpacking that a little bit because, you know, you've mentioned that you kind of mentioned a few things about, you know, YouTube and chatbots and viral and, um, you know, a few interesting things there, but I, I think people listening are probably like, hang on, hang on, tell me more, you know, tell me, tell me what you did. If you can break it down for us, if I, if I can give you a couple of minutes here, just to explain your strategy behind making that, that campaign viral in the right way uh, to reach the results that it did. Um, you don't need to get too technical, but maybe mm-hmm. if you can just map it out for us. So yeah, that's, that's actually a great question because for a lot of people who consider themselves experts, we think that it's like just, just normal. But <laughs> if you're, if an audience were looking at it from the outside, they were like, what, wait, what, what did you do? <laughs> so yeah. essentially we, we really started looking at it from an angle where in the Philippines, the online freelancing industry is sort of just a budding industry. So people starting to work from home are just, getting into it and there's not a lot of resources yet uh, for you to actually do it right the first time. So a lot of trial and error. In my case, I also had that same experience where, uh, you know, you go to Upwork, you try to find a job, create your profile. So that's, that's a general market that we were targeting people who wanted to learn how to work from home and do freelance work. And then on the other side of the spectrum, um, there are these people who were ahead by a few years and they found some success already. And we wanted to connect that pe- the, the knowledge from that to this, this market. And, uh, there was just this sort of reused as a focal point and it, it, you know, it was an accident really because the, the, there was a cost that people could rally to and they were really just helping the baby to, survive and people sort of resonated with that. So uh, I got teamed up with with a great copywriter who who wrote amazing content and I was able to 
mix that with my video storytelling, right? So when we were able to come up with that piece, obviously it's not just going to work like that. You need to be able to find a way, not just to share it online to get maximum eyeballs on it, but also to share it to the right, right people through the right targeting. And also once they get targeted to minimize costs on ad spend, you would have to need to have a viral mechanism to make the loop, you know? So for every five people who saw it, maybe if you could get two people to share it, then that would create some sort of loop. So as long as it's not just one person or less than one person for every time that the video gets shared. So um, if you combine those things, great storytelling with great copywriting, and you have the infrastructure, so this is strategy, right? You have the infrastructure of using chatbots and chatbots have this really amazing ability to, uh, you know, they're great at doing lead generation. They're great at doing lead scoring and they're perfect for getting people to be reminded of an event like follow-ups or, or chatbots things. It's like they're impossible to actually mess up and chatbots have this ability to actually get people to respond or see a message right away, as opposed to just looking at it through email. So you're using chatbots to deliver the message. And then, um, just to clarify, Dennis, this is a messenger, mm -hmm. Facebook messenger chatbot. Is that right? Yes. Yes. We, we use many chat, the many chat platform for this. Yep. So, uh, yeah, combining it with, with the story, the video, and then the, lessons or the online lessons that were already prepared for this audience. Uh, it was ama amazing to see that it just connected in the right way. And it was also able to, you know, save a person's life. So I, I may not have explained myself properly because I got overexcited, but no, that's cool. Uh, so just to clarify, you, you used Facebook video as the distribution method or, or mm -hmm. was you, were you using YouTube as well? Facebook video. So yeah. So you, you published were, a video on Facebook, great video, great storytelling, great copywriting. Uh, it really targeted the right message to the right people. And then mm -hmm. you were running some paid advertising through Facebook to get that video in a front bit, of the yeah. right people. A little bit, yeah. So and then critically, it, you were using a chat bot to share the content. Can you break that part down for me? So it, when someone watches the video, uh, how did the chat bot get triggered? So... Uh, inside of the video, we actually, I, I wrote in the end of the video, uh, CTA for them to actually say, if you want to learn more, just type this word. So it's a, it's a growth comment growth tool inside of a chatbot. So yeah. when people comment, they get sent to a landing page where they opt in. So when they do opt in, that's where the series, the next series of video lessons come in but they get reminded of these lessons through the chatbot as well. So the chatbot actually sort of goes with them as they, you know, Hey, the new lesson for the drip, the drip, the drip um, series for the, for the videos is now inside of your email. Please check. So people get reminded and then the open rates actually skyrocket inside of the email. So very high open rates in chat and then higher open rates in email. Right. So they're working together. And then at the fourth video, we actually installed a social locker in, in that 
because of the story loop that we created for each video, right? So you, you make people anticipate each video or each story. Because we, we installed the social locker, people were requested like, guys, uh, really want to share this message to the world. And we hope that you share it to like-minded people so that uh, uh, one of our requests is that you, you share this video to unlock the next lesson inside of the, the free the mini course. So when they share it, it obviously creates a viral loop on their page. Yeah. So they, they tag people and people get interested. And we, we really minimized ad spend because they're only like resonating to the right kind of people. Right? So those are the people who want to become online freelancers or people who want to work from home. So those who actually opt in, then they say the word yes on the video again. So they get, you know, straight back to the video, the first video where we created, and then it initiates the loop all over again. Yeah, gotcha. So, and what plugin or tool were you using to create that social locker? It's social locker on WordPress. That's it. That's what it that's what it's called. <laughs> that's what it's called. There you yeah. go. There so, you go. Yeah, it was really exciting to see it work because um, we didn't know if, if because during that time, 2017, I didn't know if I had enough chops to actually create videos like that that would generate that kind of reach. But yeah, we we actually had very minimal ad spend and we were able to reach uh, uh, a sizable audience. Yeah, awesome strategy. Thanks for breaking that down for us. Obviously, we could go deeper and break that down a lot more. But if anyone wants to know more, we're going to just reach out to Dennis and maybe he'll tell you more one-on-one. -on -one. But uh, I just you know, want to wrap up here. Um, but before I do, I just want to uh, just ask you a little bit more about that journey into becoming an online video strategist. And um, I've been sharing a lot on the podcast recently about my online video strategy blueprint course, which is, uh, is launching at the end of January, 2019. And, and Dennis, you were uh, one of a, a small group of people able to join the blueprint course early to get early access to some of that content. Um, I'd, I'd love to hear from you. What, you know, what prompted you to, to, to jump on that and, um, and you know, what value have you, have you seen so far from, from that content? Yeah, because like I said, uh, from following you previously on, on your podcast, so you were several episodes in, I noticed the same pain points that our markets experienced and I experienced basically when it came to producing content that would matter, right? So uh, it's, it's the thing where it separates other filmmakers from, from you know, from the rest is that some people, I just want to make money. And if you want to make them videos, so for example, if somebody approaches you, I want a video, you make them a video and that's it. That's the end of the story. But like what I experienced in, in my own journey as a, as a independent filmmaker, um, I wanted the video that I created for a client to actually matter and to actually have an impact. So that's why I actually gravitated towards making documentaries because that's, that's the most fulfilling, not, not the most you know, financially fulfilling kind of filmmaking that you can do, but it's one of the most emotionally fulfilling kinds of things that you can do because you can have the ability to impact a person's life, you know? So there's this whole kind of thing that I'm attracted to, like working for NGOs and documentaries and also 
you know, online impact, like, like that project that I just mentioned. So I just started to see that none of the people that I was currently working with were actually focused on getting their clients the maximum reach that they could. So it's always just the one-stop transaction. And, and the usual notion of a filmmaker here in the Philippines, at least, is that the buck stops here. It's like, uh, when you win a project, and even if you win a big project or a large gig, you have to do it all over again. You have to pitch and pitch and pitch and win and pitch and win and lose and sometimes and pitch and win. But if, if you were thinking about long-term strategy, then, then obviously it's not just going to be good for your business, but it's going to be great for your client as well. And, and that's what the, the biggest thing that resonated with me was your, your framework that, that the video production was actually the last piece. <laughs> yeah. and, and we were like, uh, okay, so I was just serving up the last piece forever. And if, if I actually got to show my client what it takes and educate them through the processes of using the proper platforms, using, you know, what type of metrics to, to see, how to measure your success based on their business goal, then obviously it's going to be a better time for me and my client. And they're going to see you as not just an order taker, a record, you know, record button pusher, but a person who they can really talk to and ask uh, advice from and potentially have a longer business relationship with. So yeah, thank you for setting that course up, Ben. And I'm really excited to see the full, you know, the fully fleshed out version this January. Yeah, awesome. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for being a part of that, and thanks for thanks for those words as well. Look, uh, I. I've really enjoyed kind of hearing your journey as we've, as we've got to know each other and, and really enjoyed hearing more about it in today's podcast as well. And I know the listeners will too. So look forward to hearing where you go as you continue to develop in this, in this space um, and implement more of these strategies with your clients and, and keep, uh, keep hitting those, hitting those goals and, uh, and doing what you do. So look, appreciate your time today for anyone who wants to find out more about Dennis slash Shodan Abad and, and what you, what you're up to, uh, where's the best place for people to find out more about you? So for people who are interested in testing the waters on, on video and filmmaking, and they want to sort of start a business around it, you can go to shoot practical videography school. So the website name is not practical. It's very long, but <laughs> if you, you know, practical videography school, that's, that's what you're going to find. So that's, that's a business that I co-founded with my friend. And this is where we teach people how to create or tell better visual stories. So that's the aspect of filmmaking. But uh, if you want to learn more about how to grow your impact, influence, and income by using online video, then you can go to my other website, my personal website, dennisabad.com. So those are the two Excellent. things where you can find me. And also Facebook, Shodan is my name on Facebook. So yeah, would love to connect with the community in your audience in general and the bigger audience globally. And yeah, I wish you luck with uh, this program. I'm excited to see more and more people adopt the thinking and adopt the kind of uh, you know long-term approach when it comes to video marketing and creating impact for your clients. 
Yeah, you and me both, Shaden. Hey, thanks a lot, man. It's been awesome to have you on the show and uh, we'll stay in touch. Take care. Thanks, man. Thanks again to Dennis for joining me on the show. And I know you listen, mate, so you were awesome, let me tell you. But before you go, I wanna share just a bit more about the online video strategy blueprint course, which is launching very soon, at the end of January 2019, in fact. So if you are listening to this in the future, the doors may have already closed for the course. So you'll probably wanna jump on the wait list so that you can be the first to know when the doors reopen. So full details for the course and that wait list that I just mentioned will be over at onlinevideostrategyblueprint.com. But I want you to know that this course is the exact video strategy and marketing course that I wish I had access to a few years ago in my work as a video producer. And if you're responsible for producing any video content for your clients, then this is really the course for you, I guarantee it. Throughout the course, I'll be stepping you through my full blueprint as you develop a deeper understanding and a practical knowledge about how to approach video more strategically for your clients. Now, I'll walk with you through each of the seven elements to an effective online video strategy, and I'll provide you with the templates, the resources, and all the training you need to confidently transition from video producer to video strategist, and importantly, help your clients do video better. Because let's be honest, if your clients win through the videos you create, then you win, right? So if you're keen to be one of the first to jump into the course when the doors open, I encourage you to head on over to onlinevideostrategyblueprint.com and jump on the wait list now. There will be some early fast acting bonuses and some special offers for people who jump on that course in the first 24 hours of doors opening at the end of January. So the best way to keep in touch there is to jump on that wait list. And I can't wait to bring this to you. Seriously, I've been leading into this for years and I'm super excited and to be honest, a little bit nervous because I've really put my heart and soul behind this stuff. So hope that you're going to get a lot of value from the course and I look forward to having you join me there. So that's it for today's show. I appreciate you for tuning in. It really is an honour to share some time with you in your earbuds each and every week. And I'll be right back with you again next week here on the Engage Video Marketing Podcast with another guest. So until then, take care.